0: Heard weekdays from 11 to 1.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the first day of the rest of our lives here on Fight Back with Libby Snymer. This is the launch of our new tighter one-hour format. And I encourage you all to start calling so you can get in the queue so we can get everything in in this new tighter format. The numbers, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 866 740 Well, it's Easter Monday. Happy holiday. Unfortunately, this Easter holiday is marred by terror. Yesterday, 70 people enjoying an Easter weekend outing were among those killed when a suicide bomber struck in a busy park in the eastern city of Lahore, Pakistan. More than 341 others were injured. Pakistan is a majority Muslim state, but has a Christian population of more than 2 million The attack was claimed by a splinter group of the Pakistani Taliban, and they say they intentionally targeted Christians. Now, this event highlights a huge problem that I don't think is getting enough attention globally, and that is the persecution of Christians. Worldwide, 100 million Christians in 110 countries are facing everything from murder and rape to harassment and social isolation. Right now, they are the most persecuted religious group in the world. It may be hard to wrap your head around that since Christians are the majority here at home and in Europe, but I want to hear from you about what you think of that. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 866 740 Now, Christianity is actually at risk of disappearing in the Middle East. The Reverend Majid al-Shafi is the president and founder of One Free World International, which is an international human rights organization which advocates for religious minority. He himself was tortured in his native Egypt after converting to Christianity from Islam. He's advocated on behalf of Christians, the Falun Gong, Jews, Baha'is, Ahmadiyya Muslims, China's Uyghur Muslims, among others. Reverend El Shafi.
2: Being here with you. How are you? I'm getting old, but uh, I'm doing fine overall.
1: And uh, what do you make of these killings in Pakistan and the fact that Christians were targeted on the holiest day in the Christian calendar?
2: Uh, this is not a surprise to me. And we expecting attacks, in a matter of fact, in every Christmas and every Easter, uh, at, at least Christians get attacked at least in 18 countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is no surprises to me. While we're celebrating Christmas here with uh, Santa Claus and gifts, or we're celebrating Easter with uh, chocolate bunnies and, and eggs, Christians attacked, uh, get attacked in 18 countries. So this was not a surprise to me this was no surprise to many people, even back in Pakistan, the Christian community. Uh, the the big attack that took place yesterday uh, was an Easter celebration in a public park. Uh, the group is called Jamaat Al-Ahrar, that's the name of the group. And uh, this is not the first time that they attacked the Christians. Last year, they attacked a church in Lahore. And this. Uh, this Easter was on a bigger scale. Uh, more than 70 people was killed and more than 300 people was wounded. And yet the Pakistani government is not doing anything to protect its own minority.
1: Uh, yes, I mean, uh, we see Christians under attack all through the Middle East, uh, I guess it's, it's worse in the areas that are controlled by ISIS. My understanding is, you know, e- Iraq has had Christians since the beginning of Christianity, and there are no longer any Christians in the city of Mosul, which is the second largest city in Iraq, correct?
2: Absolutely. There was estimated with more than a million Christians in Iraq uh, before uh, the last uh, American invasion there. Now, Christians at least uh now is down to one hundred thousand, and most of them was forced to leave their countries was forced to uh, leave their homes or was killed or was conver- was forced to convert to islam
1: now there the, in Pakistan you know there's <laughs> it 's very difficult to know which side the government is on i mean the, you know there there is often evidence that there may be collusion between the ex- extremists and some members of the government. Uh, what is the situation there for Christians? They're a small percentage of the population, but still more than 2 m- million people.
2: Well, Christians, around 3% of the population in Pakistan, with another minorities such as the Baha'is, the Ahmadiyyas, and uh, the Hindus, and I can tell you by fact that every minority in Pakistan is persecuted. Uh, the Ismaili, we remember uh, last year, the Ismailis was in Abbas. They're
1: Muslims, by the way. Ismailis the, are the Ismaili Muslims. Muslims,
2: yes. They are a sector of Shias, Shia Muslims. And we remember the Ismailis was attacked last year in Abbas. The Ahmadiyya mosques was also attacked, uh, also they are sector of Islam. And the Christians and the Hindus, obviously, the biggest target there. And the most suffering groups, uh, the the government in Pakistan will promise that they will protect the minority, will bring judgment and justice for uh, for their cases. This is, doesn't happen. Not only that, the government in many cases become part of the problem. So the kidnapping of the Christian girls, for example, the government wouldn't interfere to free them.
1: In Nigeria, uh, you're you talking about
2: the blasphemy law. Sorry.
1: Sorry, are you talking about the Boko Haram kidnappings in Nigeria?
2: No, 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 I'm talking about in Pakistan. Okay, is, sorry. The kidnapped of girls in, in Pakistan, cursing girls. Uh, they don't make it to the, to the mainstream media, but it's the situation on the ground. I've been in Pakistan five, six times. We met with a the minority there. We rescued many of them. Uh, but they, even the law in Pakistan, there is, in Pakistan there is uh, something called the blasphemy law. And the blasphemy law being sword on the neck of the minorities, many of the people that accuse of blasphemy is Christians, they put them in prison for life or they kill them. And this is if just your neighbor complained that you insulted the Qur'an or you insulted the Prophet Muhammad or you insulted Islam, even just by words, no evidence. Immediately, the Christians get arrested, get tortured in the Pakistani prison. There is no judge justice in Pakistan, and not in the Pakistani court and not with the Pakistani government.
1: Could you, uh, Majid, could you just fill us in on this issue of the kidnapping of Christian girls? Because I have to admit, I'm not aware of that in Pakistan.
2: In Pakistan, uh, in many villages and many towns, there will be young Pakistani Christian girls. And uh, in many cases, they will use the, the Muslim extremists, they will use a rape as a weapon to persecute the Christian minority. So many times we can see that there is a rape cases against a Pakistani uh, woman, against Pakistani girls. One of the cases that made it even to the mainstream media, and we was very involved in it, is a young girl by the name Niha. It was on W5CTV. And Niha was two years and a half. Her father was a farmer, and the owner of the farm asked him to convert from Christianity to Islam, and he refused. The son of the owner of the farmer kidnapped the little girl by the name Niha. She was two years and a half old, and he raped her. Oh, my God. And this is made it to the ministry media. One Free World International was, was there on the ground, was able to take the girl, was able to take the family outside of Pakistan to Canada. And now they live in peace in Canada. But this is just an example. This is just an example of what's really happening every, almost in every day to the Christian minority. Rape become a weapon. We can see this is happened in ISIS territory when they are raping the Yazidi girls and the Christian girls. Uh, we can see this happening in Pakistan. We can see this happening in Afghanistan and Libya. Rape women become a weapon against the minority and against women's rights in general.
1: Okay, Majid, let's take, uh, we're starting to get calls, so let us take a call before we take a break together. Anne in Mississauga. Hello, Anne. Hi. Um,
3: uh, uh, yes, I agree totally with this, and I believe totally what this gentleman has just said, because I have learned through it from watching Christian Amanpour going into these countries and... Uh, asking a little boy who was with his grandfather, what do you want to do with that gun? They were Muslims. I want to kill America. And here, when we had a protest for Sharia law in 2016, February, I mean, 2006, February 9th, the man there said, Islam will not be free until Islam is the law of the world. And nobody to these people is, are good if they are not Muslims. We are all infidels. And the E-man, after the um, bombings in France, said, he was interviewed, and it is on YouTube, he said, if, if you people, you white people, don't start having more children, we will rule the world. And this is very scary, the way they rule the world. Because as this gentleman said, they are, if you, just one thing you do wrong, and they can behead you. And I've seen it all, Christiana Amampour has all the all the videos. I knew nothing about these people until the early 2000s. Well, uh, these
1: are the extremists, of course, well, Majid.
3: Just the extremists. It's, well, um, we have, we have, we have to be. I'm not saying they're all like that, but but I'm not saying that they're all like that. But it's scary when you hear Islam will not be free until Islam is the law of the world. Uh, Let Majid
1: Majid give his perspective uh, in. Anna,
2: Anna, first of all, thank you so much for calling the program. It's a pleasure hearing from you, and thank you for tuning in. Uh, uh, Obviously, what Anna is talking about, she's talking about the extremist groups. And in every religion, we know that in every religion there is extremists. The problem, though, uh, yes, we agree that this is only with the Muslim extremists, not, not everybody. However, the main dilemma that's facing Islam as a faith today is not the rising of the extremists, but the silence of the moderate Muslims. There is very few moderate Muslim groups that speak against that. And I found that this is a main dilemma that we're facing. I think the Muslim groups, uh, especially the moderate ones, should be the head of attacking these extremist groups, they should speak up, they should stand with the minority for one simple reason. Uh, after they are done with the Jews, after they are done with the Christians and the Hindus and the Baha'is and the Ahmadiyyas and all of these groups, the moderate Muslims will be the next target. So the moderate Muslims have to understand that we are all in the same boat. So we have to speak up now before it's too late.
1: Okay. Uh, Majid? Yep. Hold that thought and thank you very much for your call and happy Easter. Thank you and to you too. Thank you. Thank- and uh, we have to take a quick break. We will be more we will be back with more on the persecution of Christians with Reverend Majid El Shafi after this. Yes. Tired of airport hassles?
4: The worry free way to travel is on Great Canadian Holidays Big Blue Coach. And that means Road Trip. trip. Follow the Blue Jays into New York City or Chicago. Go shopping in Montreal. See the best of Western Canada and the Canadian Rockies. Or come cruising to Bermuda and the Caribbean. Visit greatcanadianholidays.com or call 1-800-461-TOUR and plan your spring and summer road trip on a big blue coach.
0: The Nissan My Choice sales event is back. Now get an additional $750 cash bonus on the versatile Rogue. See your Nissan retailer for details. Hurry ends March 31st.
4: Winter is almost over, and we believe that's a reason to celebrate. Because the days are getting longer, the weather warmer, and now at Rogers, the deal's better. That's why there's no better time than spring to get the phone you want at a price you'll love. Get more with a Share Everything plan from Rogers. Like the Samsung Galaxy S6, starting at $0 after $100 bill credit on a select two year Share Everything plan. Spring into savings for a limited time. Offer ends March 31st. Visit a Rogers store today.
0: Your
3: home was once your comfort zone. But now you have an accessibility challenge that turns a home into a hazard. The solution? The Total Home Safety Check. Total Access Center will come to your home, check every room for potential hazards, and then suggest the best safety solutions. It's sort of like your home adapting to you. Book your no-charge assessment with the Total Access Center. Call 416-546-1000. Yes, the Total Home Safety Check is free. And isn't that comforting?
0: Did you know 47% of adults over 60 have hearing loss? That's why Listen Up has joined the National Campaign for Better Hearing to help everyone over 60 get a baseline hearing test. We're donating $2 for every test in order to provide hearing aids for those who can't afford them. Join us by booking your free test today at one of more than 175 participating locations. Visit CampaignForBetterHearing.org or call 1-800-787-HEAR. That's 1-800-787-HEAR. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zuma Radio. Welcome back. We are
1: here on an Easter Monday talking about the persecution of Christians following that terrible Easter Sunday terror attack targeting Christians in Lahore, Pakistan, yesterday. The phone lines are open, 416-360-0740 or toll free one 866 4, 7, 40. And we are trying to highlight this issue because it is a big problem around the world. Christians are the most persecuted Christ, uh, minority. They're not a minority, necessarily. The, the most persecuted religion in the world today. 100 million Christians in over 110 countries are facing this. Uh, let's go to the phones. I'm also here with Reverend Majid El Shafi from One Free World International, Dorothy in Toronto. Hello, Dorothy. Oh,
4: hello, Louise. I'm so glad that you have the show today on this very subject. Um, I wanted to call, but it was a good Friday. You had someone on McLean for security on Thursday. And you were talking about um, Justin Trudeau saying it was just terrorism, it isn't a war, we're not at war. And someone has to make him realize I know in the time of Churchill, when when uh, Hitler was doing what he was doing, and uh, the Christians stopped him, this is the same thing, only in a different way. And people have to wake up to this. This is—I'm just terrified of it. I, I'm for a long time, ever since I first heard about five years ago what happened in Syria with the young Catholic priests—they were beheaded—and. Uh, it really upsets me even to talk about it, but I've been praying so hard ever since then and trying to make people realize, uh, and a lot of people just think, oh, don't worry, you know, or they think I'm neurotic or crazy, but they people have to realize what's going on in this political correctness not to talk about things and people burying their heads in computers and not really realizing what's going on in the world. It's terrifying, and we can stop it. But if people don't wake up to the fact, you know, and just calling terrorists crazy when when they're very evil, like they're possessed, really, and if we don't stop them, and like McLean said, I don't know his first name, but he was saying that we need more money for the security of Canada, and uh, Trudeau was putting millions into education. Okay, we do need our education system fixed, but I mean, what's the good of education to children? if the world is at war and there's bombs going off and they'll be coming here soon, mm-hmm. they're already did a lot of damage in California and they're, they're here. They're, they're just, these people are so brainwashed as of thinking uh, their way of thinking is, is so sad and people just don't want to. They're too busy with their computers and all these things they're lost. Dorothy, in Dorothy, yes?
1: let's hear from Reverend El Shafi. Uh, Majid, what do you think that people here can do? We obviously have people who are saying we need to do more, we want to do more. What can people here do?
2: Well, first of all, I want to thank Dorothy for calling. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, We really appreciate your opinion.
4: You're very welcome.
2: Uh, Once again, it's very important that we don't uh, uh, paint everybody with the same brush. It's very important that we remember that the Muslim community here in Canada, the majority of them, uh, they are good people. The majority of them, they join us uh, in in our task for freedom, for a better Canada. We have to remember that very much when we are talking. We don't want to fail in 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 losing our values and our freedom here in Canada, and start to discriminate against any groups. And I'm not saying Dorothy. That's what you are saying. I'm just oh, saying no,
4: I'm not. in general.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, but. Once again, what we can do? Well, first of all, uh, we have a voice. It's very important that you communicate with your member of parliament. It's very important that you, you communicate with your government. Emails, text messages, uh, letters. Uh, it's very important to communicate with your media outlet, uh, Toronto Star, National Post, Global Mail, whatever it is. Send them a letter. Tell them your opinion. Show them your fears. Show them your concerns. It's very important for one simple reason we have a voice and the government that we we, uh, we have right now the the true government or the liberal government is still like any government will care about the voters they care very much about the next election who will vote for what so it's very important that you communicate with your uh, you know local mp uh, tell them what what's concerning you uh, remaining silence, if we remain silent, we become part of the problem, not the heart of the solution. You have to speak up, you have to uh, explain to the politicians that have been elected to present you in the Parliament what's your point of view, what they have to do. We have to have a solutions. Now we are not against uh, 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 refugees that they come here to Canada, you know from Islamic faith, all what we are ha- well, all what we're saying that you have to be in a balance with the security of this country. Because without the security of this country, we will not be able to help more refugees. Canada has to remain secure. Canada has to remain a free country in an order for us to help more and more people.
1: Uh, Majid, hang on just a second. I want to give the numbers out again because the phone lines are open. 416-360-0740 or toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Dorothy, thank you very much for your call. Thank
4: you, Libby. Please have more people on, more Christian priests and people to tell people to make people more aware.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Happy Easter. now. Bye-bye. So the numbers, again, 416 or toll-free 866 740 And, Majid, you brought up the refugees. Uh, do you know how many of the people who have recently come into the country are, are Christians? And I know the previous government wanted to give persecuted minorities a uh, kind of a preferred place. But uh, I don't think that's the policy of the current government.
2: It's interesting that you ask me this question. I just had an interview with the CBC in in Ottawa just uh, two or three days ago, and they asked me the same question. The sad news that most of the refugees that came under the government programs is uh, 25,000 of them. Most of them is a Muslim Sunni. Now, we are not against, if not all. Now, we are not against Muslim Sunni uh, refugees. Uh, you know, I'm sure that they are having their own problems. The problem that there wa- none of the minority groups that actually facing persecution was part of this 25,000. So none of the Yazidis, none of the Christians, none of the Baha'is, none of the Druze, none of the, even Muslim Shias. So now you tell me this government or any government, doesn't matter if they're liberal or conservative, their main goal in Syria or in Iraq to help the most vulnerable. Well, how many of them was, was, was brought here, even from the gay community? How many of the 25,000 came from the gay community? So when they're standing up with you and sharing, you know, in the media or the TV, the prime minister, saying we want to help the most vulnerable, we want to help the refugees, you are not. You are not balanced. You are not bringing the proper people here to the country, and you are not bringing the most vulnerable. Now. Something very important. So, just a
1: minute, Majid. Why do you think that is? Is it an ideological thing? Is it just the way things worked out because they said that they were working through the UN and the people cleared by the UN, Uh, or was it intentional?
2: Well, quite honestly, I learned from the the long history of the liberals, and once again like we don't want to take a but this is the truth on the ground that once again we learn from the long history of the liberals they do what is popular not necessarily what is right so for them to show uh politically correctness and quite honestly politically correctness is the very cancer in our canadian society today i'm sick and tired of politically correctness this is the very thing that will destroy our nation so they are trying to be politically correct they are trying to show the Muslim community that we care, we bring more refugees. Man, I don't mind that you bring Muslim refugees. Absolutely I don't mind. They have the right to come here and start new lives. But can you do it in a balance, you know, with the other minorities that are actually facing great persecution? We all know that the Muslim Sunni have militias defending them. We all know that the Muslim Shias have militias defending them. In, in these countries, the Christians doesn't, Yazidi doesn't, uh, just the EU and the American Congress recognize what's happening to the Iraqis and to the, uh, sorry, to the minorities in Iraq and in Syria as a genocide. While this prime minister refused to consider it as a genocide, number one, number two, he said out loud and clear, we are not in a war with ISIS. Man, even if you are not in a war with ISIS and you want to put your head in the sand, ISIS is in a war with you. Okay. This this and the which
1: side yeah go ahead yeah I just want to take one call before mm-hmm. the break and uh, we will stay with this for a little bit after Thank the you. break because we have people lined up uh, Jerry and Guelph hi Jerry
5: Hi Libby I just want to say thanks for uh, airing this program We don't really hear a lot of uh, exactly a lot of this in the mainstream media um, and it seems that when you're on one side of an issue, you uh don't appreciate the other side in our society we are we're pretty much done with christianity you know it's not an important thing anymore and you know so if,
1: i'm not sure about that but what, go ahead
5: well, well I, I think uh, i think there's a it, it may be changing a bit now uh we are pretty much a, in western society we're kind of a postmodern christian uh, uh society so as i view it from my point of view and uh so um we sometimes don't really care about what's happening to the uh, Christian people in muslim countries uh we are uh we have let let them suffer uh because we uh, well we just don't care about it um it's not an important thing to us uh because we think uh or no, uh, a number of us think that well religion is the problem you know that's you know they're all just fighting with themselves. And don't realize that there are real lives involved. And religion is not something that is uh, uh, for unintelligent people only.
1: Well it's, well, I guess I guess that's uh, that's one explanation. And I think uh, that uh, Reverend El Shafi's explanation that a lot of this is because of political correctness is
0: sure.
1: is yeah. uh, is right on. Jerry, yeah. thank you so much for your call. We have okay. to uh, take a quick break
0: you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from 11 to 1 fight back with libby zneimer on zoomer radio
1: Welcome back. I am here with Reverend Majid Shafie shafi from One Free World International, and uh, we are going to take a few more calls on the issue of Christian persecution as it is highlighted this Easter Monday. The numbers is 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 Kia in Toronto. Hello. Kia? Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi, Libby. Hi. You're on the air.
6: Yes, I am on there. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Mr. Majid. Uh, my name is Kia. I'm actually background from Iran. And my mother said we are Jewish. My father said we are Zoroastrian, which is they call it Yazidi, do they? Yes. And, uh, you know, I hear from time to time from friend, Canadian friend, that uh, what we have problem with Islam is not real Islam. Real Islam is much better than what uh, what it is now. Extremists are doing this, doing that. But well, honestly, my, I studied philosophy and logic and math, and I had a good peek on uh, religion and history also, too, during my study. What yeah. it is when Islam came at the beginning, what we see ISIS are doing in the Middle East today was exactly the same. So if you bring the real Islam, you expect from our uh, open-minded Muslim friends, I don't know how it's going to work. Because when foundation of the ideology, based on the whole world, has to be Muslim, we have to kill non-Muslims, no matter what they are, what belief they have, Christianity, Yazidi, whatever, how can we change it? You know what I mean?
2: I agree with you. The, Libby, do you want to respond to that? Well,
1: me to I, I mean, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's not for... Uh, I don't think it's certainly not for me to interpret Islam or to, uh, you know, comment on it. There are people, Muslims, who say part of the problem is that there never was the equivalent of the Enlightenment because, uh, you know, all religions— had their own versions of being very aggressive. I mean, Christianity uh, also okay. used to kill people who wouldn't convert, sure. who didn't believe. But but that has changed. So uh, there are people internally who say that's what they need. But as uh, Majid, you've talked about uh, moderate Muslims, and there are very many of them. Can I interrupt you here,
2: uh, Libby? We'll, well, just 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 respond back uh, uh, to issue. And first of all, thank you so much, my friend, for calling in. And to me, again, we really appreciate your opinion. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, what you're saying is, too, uh, like the doctrine of Islam as a belief itself, there is many of the violent uh, ayat or surahs or reverses. Uh, uh, and even in the hadith and even in the sharia, there is many of uh, violent uh, understanding and violent actions. Differently. like We have to be honest. We have to be honest. Uh, but in the same time, we cannot also ignore the fact that we have many of the Muslims that they are living here. That's why we're not talking about Islam as a religion. We're talking about the Muslims as the believers. That if that's what they want, you have to remember that there is many Muslims from the Smaili groups, for example, that they are very peaceful groups, and their doctrine is different. The Ahmadiahs, uh, the, the, well, the Baha'is, they, they don't consider them some Muslims, but they are a branch of it, kind of. Uh, you have to, to remember, as well, there is there is which is the Muslim Chinese, that they are also suffering. Uh, Imja, uh, the Muslims in Burma, they are also suffering. We have to remember, to remember that there is, you know, many peaceful of the Muslim groups, even here in Canada, that are fighting uh, very much uh, the extremists in Islam. We cannot disconnect from this group, and we cannot stop building bridges with them. Well, Libby, with regard to Christians, uh, yeah, I will assume that you are talking about the crusaders' times when there is many killing. And
1: in, the in Spanish Christ. Inquisition and, yes, and all of that.
2: Absolutely. You see, the difference here is when the Christians or what, what they call themselves Christians uh, or the crusaders, when they did that, and when they did the killing and cutting heads and torture and so on, it wasn't supported in the Bible what they did was against the bible was against the teaching in the bible especially new testament when christ was talking about love your enemy please curse you while the muslim extremists and what they are doing they bring some verses that support what they are doing so the doctrine of the quran itself can support what the extremists is doing what the crusaders didn't have support from the bible Okay. Not, definitely not the teaching of Christ.
1: No, I, I, I get that. I, I, I don't think we should get into a theological debate no, here. No, no, we are not. Just okay, back. Yeah, okay. let's mm-hmm. take one more call. Um, yeah. Doug's in Brampton. Hello, Douglas. Hello,
7: how are you doing? Good morning.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Okay, I just, I just need to uh, um,
7: say a few, just a few things about like um, persecution for Christians um the author of of persecution you see um Christians we we follow Jesus which is which is our commander in chief and before he went he told us what's going to happen to us in the last days and he did tell us that we're going to be persecuted he did tell us that we're going to be killed he did tell us that we're going to be hated he said they hate me so they're going to hate you so Christians they have, they have a backative, you know, they have a foundation in which to go. What is happening is not strange. It must happen. What is happening have to happen because these are the things that, that are going to happen before we come. And that's what he says. And if he's the author and he tells me what's going to happen, then I have to believe him if, I, if I'm following him.
1: Okay. Thank you very much for your call. That's a theological explanation, I guess. Thanks very much. Uh, Majid, we've got to wrap things up. So uh, what do you want to leave us with today?
2: I want to leave you with a, with, with, a, with a positive statement to all of the people that are listening to us. Even though the very sad news coming out of Pakistan and out of Iraq and Syria, as regards the minorities, especially the Christian community, there is one thing we all have to remember and we have to, to know, that after every night there is new morning carrying a new day, after every... persecution, there is victory, in my opinion. Uh, They can always kill the believers, but they cannot kill the belief of our hearts. And they can always kill the dreamers, but nobody can kill the dream. We will survive and we'll continue fighting. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Reverend Majid El Shafi, the founder and president of One Free World International. Happy Easter.
0: Happy Easter to you too. God bless you. Take care. Thank you.